Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? The Webmaster Wade Needham here, live on Twitch, and also recording this to put up on anchor.fm slash ringscoops. So, in case you're listening and you're wondering, like, wait a minute, hold on. This is pre-taped. This is on Anchor. This is on uh, Google Podcasts. This is on um, Apple Podcasts. This is what, what, uh, Spotify. How are you interacting with the chat? Because we're doing this live. It's live to tape. Special raw review here on Ring Scoops. And wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcasts and whatnot. So... There you go. Just trying something a little different. Um, normally, when I get on Twitch, I I do vi- I do video games. I you know I, I play games about eighty percent of the time. Sometimes I do watch along. Sometimes I get on to just kind of chat it up. Uh, this stream is to kind of chat it up just a little bit. Uh, we got some people in the chat right now. Uh, we've got G Freeland is in the chat, and we have Leah in the chat. Uh, G Freeland, longtime follower and listener uh, here on Ring Scoops, and uh, Leah are in the last you know month has joined the Ring Scoops crew as our social media manager. So uh, I'd like to thank both of them for their support. Um, so with this little stream, I don't know how long I'm going to go. Uh, I guess just until I finish my raw review. I guess just kind of discuss a little bit of raw and whatnot, but. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's just dive right into it, right? Let's not even waste a whole lot of time. Uh, so the show opened up with uh, what, what a lot of people are, are, are calling it a, a feud reborn, right? Uh, you know, obviously they showed a recap of last week's show, and then Triple H came out, uh, was talking on the mic and whatnot, and, and Randy Orton came out and interrupted him. Uh, and then... Randy Orton challenged Triple H not to a match but to a fight, right? And Triple H says that he didn't want to do it. Uh, but then Randy Orton, Randy Orton said uh, something along the lines of uh, the reason why he's not accepting it is because, um, uh, you know, because Stephanie McMahon isn't there for Triple H to retrieve his balls from her purse or something like that, right? Uh, and then Triple H, Triple H just completely clocked uh, Randy Orton. Just completely just knocked him off his feet. Said he accepted the the, the fight and whatnot. Uh, this was not the strongest segment between these two guys that they've ever had. Um, I think they've done a lot better. They've done a lot better work, but it was interesting. It was nice to see that that shot there by Randy Orton about Triple H keeping his balls in Stephanie's purse. Um, that was really cool. It's kind of weird though, like after you know twenty years, almost twenty years, that these two guys you know come out and just out of out of nowhere, and they're you know kind of going at it again. But we'll see where this is going. I'm gonna reserve judgment. Um, I think it was might have just been a one-off. I don't think it's going to be an actual feud re- reborn. I think it was more to kind of use as a catalyst for what's later to come on Monday Night Raw and to kind of progress the the feud between Randy Orton and um, and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. You know what I mean? 
but yeah, all right. Uh, Charlotte Flair took on Lacey Evans, and they got this whole thing: Charlotte and Ric Flair arguing. Uh, Charlotte's telling you know Rick, get the hell out of here, go back home. Uh, there's something going on between Lacey Evans and Ric Flair. I, I just I laughed at this whole thing, but I didn't laugh because it's stupid. I didn't laugh because it's ridiculous. I laughed because it's it's actually good and it's funny that they're putting uh, Ric Flair in this situation, which is perfect for the Nature Boy. It really is because he's a player. He's been that way his whole like his whole career, his whole life is like that, right? So of course, you know, there's something going on between Lacey Evans and Ric Flair. Is there actually something going on? Obviously not. But it's very believable. Uh, you know, Ric Flair is the greatest of all time, right? And Lacey Evans, um, <laughs> she's a good actress. She's a good actress. Oh, no, I feel like a sneeze coming on. I hate when that happens. You guys got a sneeze coming. And I probably look ridiculous because I got that pre-sneeze face. When your nostrils start burning, you kind of want to cry a little bit. You're like, <laughs> you know, he's going to puke. All right. Anyway, enough of that. Sneeze didn't come. Um, here's my question is this, okay? Asuka's the women's champion, right? And then Asuka and Charlotte, they're the women's tag team champions. Why is Charlotte being treated like the one and only major star on Raw? Don't get me wrong, Charlotte's good in the ring. It's a great character. A little over over pushed a little bit, slightly. Don't get me wrong. But Asuka is the Raw women's champ. Um you know they can they can do the same program. With, uh, with with Charlotte and Asuka. I don't understand. But, which would be an interesting dynamic considering that they are the women's tag team champions. But it's all good, I guess. Like, I, I'm like, I, I hate to like throw judgment out there on these kind of things right away. I really do. I like I like them to play out a little bit. You know, like when you, when you make a, a stew or you make a, a chili or you're cooking rice, you don't just turn the burner all the way up and just hope it's done as fast as possible, right? You gotta have a nice little slow burn. You gotta let it simmer. You gotta let it boil up a little bit. You gotta let it cook. You gotta let it, all the ingredients kind of marry together a little bit. And that's that's what I, I try my best to do when it comes to watching professional wrestling and watching uh, WWE and whatnot. But um, I was very entertained by what's going on here. Uh, it... <laughs> Ric Flair and Lacey Evans together feels random but at the same time it's kind of new but it's kind of familiar it's just it's really weird it's it's hard to explain it really is but I, I just it's it's good I thought I thought the first 30 to 40 minutes of Raw last night I thought was extremely solid it kept my attention as as ridiculous as it was to kind of pair Randy Orton and Triple H back together the nostalgia factor hit in and it was a different nostalgic factor uh, factor than it was for the, the legends night of Monday night raw that freaking show that just, that felt really weird. It felt off. It, it really did. But last night's raw started off with a bang that first, you know what? I'll go on record. I'll just say the first hour, the first hour of Monday night raw was fantastic. 
Um, I think like the first quarter, maybe second quarter of the second hour was kind of a little draining a little bit. It, and I'll admit, the second half of the second hour, I fell asleep. I was tired. It wasn't necessarily because the show was boring or anything like that. I was just tired. I was just dead-ass tired from what I did throughout the day. And I, I took a like a 30, 40-minute nap, and I woke up, you know, right into that third hour. And the third hour wasn't too bad. But uh, continuing on with chronological order, what happened. Uh, after that, we saw uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jackson Riker. And it was a very quick match. Very quick match. Eventually, it led to um, Elias getting in the ring and doing some stuff with uh, with Jeff Hardy. Je- uh, Elias told... Um, Jackson Riker, don't get in the ring, don't interfere, don't get involved, don't do nothing like that. And he didn't. He did nothing to help. Uh, twist of fate, Swanton for the win. Jeff Hardy gets gets the win. Uh, I guess they're just they're trying as much as they can to keep some life into this whole thing with Jeff Hardy and Elias. Which don't get me wrong, both guys are great, fantastic. Jeff Hardy's record stands for itself, his history, his career. Um, Elias is kind of, he's one of those guys that's just, he's really good in the ring. He's fantastic on the microphone. They just haven't really showcased him a whole lot that well. I thought like when he came back and he's doing the, the, the actual full length concerts, I thought that was fantastic. I thought it was good stuff. Um, and then, you know, this feud with Jeff Hardy is pretty good as well. But I thought the blow off was that, that, what was it? A, a, that big Christmas match or the the symphony match or it was I can't remember what it was. It was a gimmick to hardcore or Falls Count Anywhere type of match, right? The one where I think it was Jeff Hardy like almost broke his head on the on the step, right? A couple months ago, I thought that was the the blow off. But I guess they're back together. Jackson Riker is is now added into the mix. It's kind of interesting to see Elias and Riker together. Um, they look very very similar. If they were to throw some kind of, you know, musical thing like Elias has going for himself, if they throw that in there with Jackson Riker, then those two have, you know, a common a common interest kind of thing like that. More than just, we both hate this guy and we're going to beat him up. You know, go a little beyond that. Um, that's just my thoughts on that. But, I mean, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Uh, the next match we saw, The Miz and Morrison. Taking on Sheamus and Keith Lee. All started off with a, it was a confrontation backstage. Sheamus and Keith Lee, they uh, put their differences aside to uh, to take on John Morrison and The Miz in a tag team match. Uh, it wasn't that bad of a match. Um, surprisingly, uh, Keith Lee and Sheamus uh, not only managed to get along, but they actually formed a pretty damn good tag team. Kind of reminded me of when Sheamus and Cesaro teamed up years ago. They created the bar. I thought that was a very interesting pairing, and it worked. Those guys were a, a fantastic tag team. I don't think this is going to be as long-term as that. I think this is going to be a very short-term thing. We might even see a match between Sheamus and Keith Lee down the road, uh, maybe at the Royal Rumble, or maybe one of them will cost the other one a match. Uh, you know, not a match, but uh, cost them in the Royal Rumble. They'll eliminate each other, something like that. And then maybe the the right before WrestleMania, because if the, if the rumors are true, it's going to be Keith Lee 
um, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, then you got to keep Keith Lee kind of strong. Um, so I, I don't know where to go with this, but I, they're not going to be teaming up for too long. I don't think just my opinion. Um, I, if they were to be a, a, a full-time tag team, it'd be one hell of a tag team. I'll tell you that they could get the tag team titles pretty quick, but oh well. Um, but we did kind of see Keith Lee and Sheamus, right? A little bit. They changed things. Uh, commentary was a little confused at this whole thing. But when I was saying earlier, like, we're going to see, you know, a match between those two. I mean, like, like a real long match, like a pay-per-view match. There's a big build behind it. It's not like they go in for the tag match and it turns into, like, what it did last night. Um, it, It's good stuff. I'm not really big into Sheamus, but I'm digging this, and that should say something. Uh, I've always been a fan of Keith Lee. I think he's a tremendous talent. Anything they're going to do with him is just going to be really good because he's going to put 120% into his performances. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, We saw T-Bar take on Xavier Woods. Eh, It's not bad, you know? It was decent. Um, Add a little bit more time to it. I think it would have been, you know, a, a better match, but... By no stretch of the imagination was the match shit. Like, it was pretty pretty good. You know what I mean? Uh, Retribution finally getting a little bit of the limelight. Um, in a good way. They weren't being trashed or anything like that. And then uh, the next match. Bobby Lashley versus Riddle. United States Championship match. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Um, I like I like Bobby Lashley. I really do. Uh, I think he's a tremendous talent. He's a great worker. He's great on the mic. He's got a, a hell of a look. It's a fantastic athlete. Um, I, I'm kind of digging this this championship run that he has. And uh, Leah in the chat's asking, "How do I feel about Riddle?" Oh man, my thoughts on Riddle is kind of well documented. Um, I don't want to rehash too much, but you know, a few podcasts back, Cat uh, and I, we kind of did a little rundown on on Riddle. Uh, neither of us are big fans of Riddle. I think what they're doing with him, making him like a, a goofy, you know, over-the-top volume turn full blast kind of version of like RVD, I thought was entertaining. I thought it was, uh, thought it fit him, fit him very well. But now they're kind of making him look uh, a little bit different now. They're kind of going in a somewhat serious direction. He's still a little goofy. I prefer just the over-the-top goofiness from the guy because you can't really hate him when he's doing that. You kind of cheer him on and be like, all right, man, that's that's fucking Riddle, you know? Uh, But this match here between Bobby Lashley and Riddle, uh, it was a little strange to see it end as quick and as fast as it did, you know? But, I just, I don't know. It, it, it's... 
afterwards they did a thing with Riddle and MVP and it just I don't know it was like a night of double duty for a lot of people a night of double duty uh, so they you know they probably got you know two handshakes and a hot dog that's not two hot dogs nah, it's a joke uh, <laughs> but I don't know man it, it kind of felt like maybe the roster is being shorthanded just a little bit if that makes sense because some of the people are doing a little bit double duty there Lashley looked strong MVP he looked like the wily veteran that he is uh, Riddle got his ass whooped not once but twice um, so I guess you put it that way it wasn't that bad it was okay it wasn't it wasn't the greatest but it wasn't the worst uh, Drew Gulak versus AJ Styles and what the hell is Drew Gulak wearing what kind of gear is that never really been the kind of person that you know goes off on somebody's gear but man it looks really weird it's like a hybrid of like Simon Dean with the rock boots and like a little bit of Zack Ryder kind of thrown in there I, it, I don't, it's weird it's a weird freaking animal but uh, Drew Gulak asked Adam Pierce for a spot in the Royal Rumble and uh, he said that he had to earn the spot and he has to defeat AJ Styles so they had a match and Styles won so you got two great wrestlers like Gulak and Styles in a match together right and they only go for a couple of minutes that kind of confused me these two guys could definitely go in the ring but I understand it's a Monday Night Raw but at the same time like I was saying before if they were short handed and some people were doing double duty you wouldn't have to go double duty if you would give guys like Gulak and Styles some more time if you're short handed put your workhorses in there and have them work have them utilize the time that you got to make it not seem like you're shorthanded by talent and you put on great wrestling on your wrestling program at the end of the day with this match and this whole segment all the stuff between these two guys nobody gained anything and that's awful the ultimate goal in anything is two guys go in the ring and both of them leave that ring with something and that didn't happen with either of them uh, up next, uh, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. I, I've I've always been very against like nitpicking on on certain looks, right? But I gotta ask this question, and uh, by no means do I mean any disrespect or anything like that. But did Nia Jax get a nose job? Because she looks different. She looks different in the face. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not trying to trash her. I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything like that. I'm just, it's a very legitimate question. Did she get work done? Because she looks different. Not that it matters. I mean, she's still going to be doing the same stuff in the ring or anything, but I'm just kind of curious. And if she did, it seems like there's a, a string of women in the WWE that are going for nose jobs. And it's kind of weird. And I'm wondering, are they doing it themselves? Or is there somebody in the company telling them to do it? And if there is somebody in the company telling them to do it, and there's that many women getting nose jobs done, that's wrong. I have a problem with that. And that's why I ask. Not because in a superficial ways or being, you know, a male chauvinistic pig and talking about appearances of the women and whatnot. Far from it. 
if there's somebody in the company telling these people, telling these women at the alarming rate that these women are making their physical alterations and changes and it's being a company uh, directive to do it, I, I think that's very wrong. I don't think they should be doing that. But anyway, back to Raw. Back to Raw review. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. I'm loving the pairing here between uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. I mean, it'd be... I think it'd be better for the singles division and for Asuka to have more challengers, but these two are very good together. It's a very good pairing. You know what I mean? Um, but this wasn't that great of a match, uh, in my opinion. I wasn't extremely entertained by it. It didn't seem like there was anything to kind of get excited for. There was nothing new. It just, I don't know. I, I, I think this was probably the lowest point of Monday Night Raw last night. I really do. But that's... Eh, anyway. Uh, now we got up to our, our final part of the night. Right? Uh, the main event is supposed to be a fight between Triple H and Randy Orton. Orton hesitated to get in the ring... Once he did, Triple H decked him right in the mouth. And uh, Orton fired back with some punches of his own. They started to go at it a little bit. Um, Triple H brought out the uh, the patented sledgehammer. The good old sledgehammer. Don't know if it was a real one or a plastic one or a rubber one. or I don't know. Triple H and the sledgehammers. It reminds me of WCW and the Hummers and the Limos. You got the pink Hummer, you got the white Hummer, you got the yellow Hummer, you got the white limo, the black limo, the blue limo, every every week. Remember Triple H with that sledgehammer. Sometimes it was a real one, sometimes it was a rubber one, sometimes it was a foam one. It was a wooden one, a metal one, a plastic one. Uh, the same kind uh, dildos are made out of, I don't freaking know. But anyway, so he's got the sledgehammer. Right, and all of a sudden the sledgehammer catches on fire. Okay, as it was catching on fire, it was doing the that what they do with the fiend, right? The doing a fucking sound and all that crap, and the lights and, and everything. Uh, and then Triple H realizing that the hammer's on fire and puts on a god awful performance. Oh my god the hammer's on fire, right? The lights go out. Triple H is gone. There's the the uh, Firefly Funhouse fun theme playing and whatnot. And all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is in the ring. I love Alexa Bliss, man. I absolutely love Alexa Bliss. She is one of my favorites. Uh, she really highlights Monday Night Raw when she's out there in my opinion she really does and I think she I think is the MVP of Monday Night Raw going right now and I've been saying that for weeks now especially during this whole program with uh, The Fiend and Randy Orton I think they're doing fantastic stuff there but uh, anyway so Alexa Bliss is in the ring she's in the corner Randy Orton's looking at her all confused right and uh, she shoots a fireball in Randy Orton's face. Shoots a 
fireball in Randy Orton's face. Uh, Leah in the chat saying uh, Alexa Bliss is cool. She's no Sonya Deville, but she's the best thing on Raw. Kind of a odd comparison comparing Alexa Bliss to Sonya Deville, but I do agree with you. Alexa Bliss is cool, and she is the best thing on Raw. I, I don't know why there's a comparison with her and, and Sonya Deville, but hey, you know what? They teach their own. I know, I know, Leah, you're a big fan of, of Sonya. That's probably why that odd out of nowhere comparison came out of. But um, okay, so Randy Orton and Triple H, they've they have battled so many times that you would think that there's no way they could do anything brand new, right? But thankfully, they didn't really have to go out there and wrestle a match. It wasn't that long. They went out there to do what they had to do to get to the next part of this. And that was the hammer going on fire, the lights going out, and Alexa Bliss showing up in place of Triple H. And I think this might have been mind games from The Fiend. I think we're supposed to be led to believe that this maybe was not really Triple H. That maybe this was um, The Fiend using some kind of supernatural powers to... um, project that Triple H was there and it really wasn't it was him and Alexa Bliss kind of playing mind games with Randy Orton and playing mind games with us the viewers I'm not saying that this is supposed to make sense and that this is supposed to be like the most logical thing in the world or anything but the the fiend Bray Wyatt is very similar to that of like a Freddy Krueger the fun house is like his dream world in a way right so whenever like the lights go out, all that kind of stuff, it's kind of like we're being transported into like the dream world of a nightmare in Elm Street. I, you give me enough time, enough research and whatnot, I guarantee I could write a term paper on this, the similarities, the parallels between these and how it works with mental health and psychology and whatnot. I, I promise you, especially with the way that the, the media is nowadays, uh, with the portrayals of all this kind of stuff. There's something in there. There's something academic in this program. There is something academic. There's something we can learn from this. And if I was still in school, uh, well, I mean, I still am. I'm going into my second year pre-law. But if I was still in school with uh, studying communications, I guarantee you I would write a paper in one of my classes on this whole storyline. I wrote a lot of papers about different wrestling things and whatnot. And this would definitely be up there. This would definitely be up there. One of the things I'd write about. But, uh, so, yeah, anyway, I like the segment. I really do. I think it's kind of cool, something fresh. The fireball from Alexa Bliss, it keeps it going. Uh, Randy Orton now, you know, is going to be blinded and whatnot. It's just, as many times as we've seen the fireball over the years in wrestling, it still kind of catches me by surprise. It's a great visual. It's something that is not overdone. And we see it once every, what, five to six years. So it's it's definitely it's not overdone. If you see it like more than two times a year, then it's overdone. But we see this like every like maybe once or twice a decade. It's effective, it really is. It's an odd ending for for Monday Night Raw. I thought the first hour was very strong. Second hour a little kumsi kumsi. A third hour not too bad. First hour was definitely the strongest. The end of Raw 
was solid in my opinion. So if I had to give a grade on Monday Night Raw this week, I would probably give it a borderline C plus B minus. C plus B minus. If I had to give it a, a decimal, yeah. You know what? I'll go. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the C plus. I'll give it a seven point nine. I think Raw got a seven point nine this week. One body slam. Everybody knows the rule. Night. He's kind of jacking Dave Poitnar's uh, gimmick there for uh, the one bite review. But anyway, yeah, that's um, that's 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 what I think of Monday Night Raw this week. I I think it was far from the worst Raw, very far from the worst Monday Night Raw. It, not close to the best either. It was a solid performance all around, except for maybe one match. I'm not gonna get back into that, but. I didn't have a problem with Raw last night. Usually I watch Raw, I'm kind of griping and, and whatnot. And thank you, Leah. I appreciate that. Um, I, eh, I I didn't have that this week while watching Monday Night Raw. It didn't feel like a chore. It might have if I didn't fall asleep for a half hour during Raw, you know, from being as tired as I was. Because, you know, I put together that, that arcade joystick earlier in the day. Uh, did some stuff around the house, did some stuff, some more stuff for ring scoops, kind of pre- started to prepare for the, the return of school the next, uh, you know, next week, the new semester. And I'm taking two classes, cultural anthropology and California civil procedure. It should be interesting. So I'm kind of prepping that. There's a lot of stuff going on here in the house, personal stuff going through as well. So it's very tired last night. But Monday Night Raw kind of took me out of all that. It kind of entertained me for, for a while. So I thank the WWE for that, for pulling me out of my little slump, if you will. Uh, I hope to do these a little bit more often. Maybe every Tuesday we could do these Raw reviews, and then maybe on the weekends I could do the SmackDown reviews and make these these streams, and then we could take these out as like little mini podcasts and put them up on Anchor so we got more content on Anchor as well. And we got content here live on Twitch too. Let me know what you think of that. Um, you guys can hit me up, you know, on 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 Twitch. You hit me up in the chat uh, if you want to hit me up on social media, uh, which is helped by Leah, who's in the chat right now. Thank you again, Leah, for all your help. Uh, we are on Facebook.com/slash/RingScoops, uh, Twitter and Instagram at RingScoops, uh, Anchor.fm/slash/RingScoops for the podcast. If you want to email us, it's RingScoops at gmail.com. And there you go. And you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to, to Leah. Uh, let me type that in there. I think it's just, I think the command, I haven't done this in a while. I think it's just shout. Uh, wait, hold on. Let's see if this works. Yep, there it is. All right. I know that Leah is on, uh, she just started a Twitch channel recently. So give her a shout out. Uh, her name on Twitch, it's Leah B B Y, two thousand one. That's L E A H B B Y, two thousand one. That's also her insta, her personal Instagram. If you guys want to check that out and give Leah a follow. So 
There you go. All right. So you guys have ways to contact us. You guys have ways to interact with us. Uh, let us know what you want to see more here on Ring Scoops. I'm going to be redesigning the website pretty soon as well. Kind of get things a little bit more streamlined for everything with this nice big push that we got going here for Ring Scoops going into 2021. We already are in 2021, so I shouldn't say pushed into it. You guys know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just talking out my ass right now. All right, that's about it. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, I'm the Webmaster Wade Needham. Saying thank you, good night, and be cool.